As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. The IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular comes to Extreme Raceway Park in Ferris, Texas, July 26th through the 28th. New to the Summit Sportsman Spectacular in 2019, racers will be able to earn track championship points. Stay tuned for more exciting details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's cool hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. Welcome back to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast, where we sometimes discuss Chet Dragon. Jim Rod Cap, among other things. A little bit different show on tap for you this week. As you can probably tell in the background, Big Jed is not with me. It's just me. As many of you know, this is Bracket Racing Elite, which is the, the premier membership community associated with thisisbracketracing.com, has grown immensely. Like we've got huge demand to the point that in order to provide quality services to our members, we close the doors to this is Bracket Racing Elite all but three weeks a year. With that said, uh, Friday, July the 26th, marks the beginning of a week-long open enrollment period. So for the next week, we will be accepting new members. It's the only time that we'll do this between now and December. So I'm admittedly in a little bit of a promotion mode because I think our program can help you. And because... I want to help you as a racer. To be honest, the most difficult part of my job within This Is Bracket Racing Elite 
is explaining exactly what Elite does to prospective members and specifically how and why our community is so special. I've said it for years that you can't accurately understand the full benefits of This Is Bracket Racing Elite until you're part of This Is Bracket Racing Elite. So with that said, that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to talk directly with four racers who are a part of our community. And what you'll hear on this show are brief discussions with four longtime This Is Bracket Racing Elite members. James Rutherford, who is a top sportsman competitor out of Western Canada. Jeff Rigney, who campaigns a bracket dragster out of Northwest Georgia. Jim Oliver, who is a uh, primarily top bulb door car bracket racer from the Chicago area. And uh, local to me, one Neil Hale, who races here at I-57 uh, Drag Strip and in Harrisburg with a uh, fast tube chassis S10. So the goal of these conversations is twofold. One, if you've considered joining our community, I want you to hear what some of our members have to say about it. But even if you have no interest in what This Is Bracket Racing Elite has to offer, I would encourage you not to turn off the podcast right now. Like, Go ahead and listen, because there are morsels of experience and of growth that these racers have been through that comes through in these interviews, obviously in, in their own words. And from that, I'd just be willing to bet that there is some inspiration and hopefully some action that you can take to elevate your own program in a similar manner. So without further ado, I'm going to throw it directly into those conversations, beginning with a discussion with my good friend James Rutherford, again, a top sportsman racer from Western Canada. All right, joining me now is a longtime member of This Is Bracket Racing Elite, one James Rutherford. And James, let's start off. You're not from around here. No, no, I'm surely, I'm surely not from around where you are. I'm born and raised in a little place called Grand Prairie. It's in Alberta, Canada, uh, about 800 miles north of the Montana border. So home track is Edmonton, is that right? Yeah, home track could be Edmonton. We've got a, uh, it's about a four-hour tow from us. We've got a couple of other smaller tracks, but Edmonton would be the biggest. So lots of travel involved in racing from where you're from. Tell me a little bit about your racing program in general and a little bit of maybe your racing history. Sure. I guess my racing program this season has been uh, to stay a little bit more local and run at our, our local Edmonton racetrack. My son runs in the junior class, my uh, wife runs in uh, a couple of classes and I run a couple of classes. So we decided this year after two years of chasing division six top sportsmen that we were going to stay a little more, a little more closer to home. Our closest division track is a 14 hour tow. The longest one from us would be about 22 hours. So it got expensive and very time consuming to run the divisional stuff. But I think it's probably somewhere where we're going to end up again in the future, but uh, we've got three young kids. My daughter's Oakley is six, my son Lincoln is 12, and my oldest daughter Mackenzie is 17. So they keep us fairly busy. And with their schedules, we got to kind of stay a little closer to home. So I guess my history in racing, I was born and raised into it. My dad uh, started racing in the early 60s. He bought a 1928 Model A 
for 125 bucks in his bicycle and immediately started hot rodding it. He's a welder by trade, so he started fabricating chassis and, and uh, roll cages, headers, and all that kind of stuff. So I spent my childhood at the racetrack crewing on both my uncle's race cars. Um, my dad's always been kind of the crew chief guy, not so much the driver, but more the uh, the tinkerer, the, the fixer, the guy that wants to make it go faster. So uh, I bought my first car when I was 12. You can't drive a car in Canada until you're 16. So we spent four years doing all kinds of mods to it. So that it, uh, like when I drove it to high school, it was a 289 tunnel ram, twin 600 double bumper carburetors on it, top loader four speed, 543 rear gears, 10 inch tires on the back, no stereo. Everybody had stereos. I had horsepower. So, so I started racing that in the early 90s, and we've progressed through quite a few different race cars. Just about all of them we've built ourselves, with the exception of currently I'm running a Top Sportsman 96 Ford Jerry Haas Probe in Top Sportsman. And then you can see behind me, that's the creation me and my dad run. It's a 1949 Ford with a blown alcohol small block Ford in it. We run that in the uh, 760 index class, which... Uh, how fast has that car been? The blower car has been low sevens. Actually, funny enough, the top sportsman car and the blower car, almost the same speed. We slow the blower car down to run that 760 index. It's a pro tree heads up 760 deal. So we've found the end of, of a small block Ford with a blower on it. So that's about seven O's. So you better back it up from there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then I guess my, my current, when I got married, I realized early that if I wanted to continue racing as much as I wanted to, I needed to get my family involved with it. So we built my wife a 66 Mustang. She runs in pro, runs 940s and a quarter, 145 mile an hour. She's actually since been licensing in my top sportsman car. And she's just starting to try out a super street Fox body Mustang that we run as well. As I said, for our listeners, if you haven't gathered it, James is a Ford guy, but we don't hold that against him. Yeah. Always been a Ford guy. That's born and bred into me. I came home with a Chevy. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, my, my whole family, like I said, uh, my two uncles bracket race. Uh, my dad has a land speed car. He races. Um, my wife has her car. My son runs juniors and uh, I have a car problem. So I have four or five different cars. Yeah. Very much a family affair, obviously for uh, our listeners. Let's focus a little bit on your personal car, the, the Top Sportsman Probe, or now I guess more of a bracket probe, but that's a high seven-second quarter-mile car in like regular bracket trim, correct? Yeah, yeah, it runs. Uh, we run an eighth-mile series and a quarter-mile series out here. So at altitude, the car's gone as quick as 745 and 185. At altitude, we run 760s in the quarter, uh, 490s in the eighth. So yeah, it's, it's a touch slow for top sportsman competition. So I'm, I'm well-versed in staring behind me at 180 mile an hour, uh, looking at cars chasing me down. So uh, it's nice to run the local brackets because I'm usually one of the faster bracket cars there. So Yeah, and it sounds like you guys have a pretty good selection of decent money bracket races in the area, no? Yes, absolutely. The two series that we chase in Edmonton, one is called Cash is King. It's a 2,500 to win each day guaranteed. And then they just actually just had their big bucks race uh, last weekend. And that was 10,000 to win. Uh, maybe the three cars didn't quite steal the deal. But, and then on the other side, on the quarter mile side, uh, they, they have a class called Top Eliminator, which is uh, 890 and quicker. Basically anything goes. So inundated with dragsters. There's five or six of us adore cars and 50 or 60 dragsters that run it. Um, and they run for 5,000 each day, every day. 
we race. And then their big dollar race here was just two weeks ago. Made it to three cars again. Didn't seal the deal. Um, I see a trend that, here. Uh, yeah, and that that paid seventeen thousand five hundred to win. So both days. So it's a it's a pretty good it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. If you can think back, because if memory serves, I don't have it in front of me, but I think you've been a member of this is Bracket Racing Elite for two years, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah, a little bit longer now. I think, yeah. If you can think back, is there any one specific area of your racing that you could kind of pinpoint which you kind of felt like you struggled prior to joining Elite? The major one for me was finish line driving. In a door car, uh, judging a dragster or another fast door car um, was always something that I struggled a little bit with. I really feel like I've got a good handle on the front of my car now. Um, I actually, one of the guys that I raced with, uh, he's also an elite member, Jason Pad. He asked me last week, what can you see at the finish line? And I said, well, I, I can see about 15 foul stripe, probably something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the next round, I took nine and clearly saw it. So I was like, oh, I, t- I, t- I went back and said, yeah, I can see nine. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, just for reference, like, how would you have answered that question three years ago? I was a holder to the floor and hope for the best driver three years ago, solely reliant on my car and my ability to guess the weather and track conditions. So elites definitely helped me to open up my eyes to a lot of different strategies. Gotcha. And then obviously from that strategic idea, you're implementing it on the racetrack and just closing the gap a little bit more every week, right? Yeah, 100%. We work a lot on routine with Elite, right? And, and, and building routine and, and, and keeping to it. Things have become so routine now in that car that I can, at 180 mile an hour, stare behind me or look in my mirror and feel confident that I can gauge that, disc, that closing rate and make a good, a good lap and, and, you know, tighten it up as much as possible. So, yeah, I think just gen building, building the routine that Elite helps with um, helped me to be able to focus on the finish line, which is something that I, I, you know, like I said, I just held it at the floor and hope for the best. Right, right. Let me, uh, let me pull on a little bit more deeper string there just because I think some of our listeners may be interested. I know we've discussed it to some extent within the Elite community, but you mentioned getting chased and specifically in top sportsmen and inherent to those cars, like rearward visibility is typically an issue. And then you've got a lot of safety equipment that's a little bit inhibiting as well. You discussed mirrors. Like what does your down track uh, routines, not really the right word, like explain to me what happens in your car and in your mind from say three thirty to the finish line in a quarter mile event. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, you know, once I let go of the buttons, that car, um, if it's going to make any moves, it's going to make them early. So I'm primarily just driving the car for the first 330 feet. After that, I have three mirrors. I have two large ones, one in each corner, and I have one in the center. The center mirror is where I go first because it's the widest angle. So I can see that they've left or where they're at. So that my first glance would be at 330. I'd look in that mirror. Once I've determined they're, la- they're going, um, you know, they've left or, or, you know, depending on the speed or whatever. I'll usually get into my side mirror until I see them. Basically, I, I, I drive in the side mirror. I've been told that I get close to the center line sometimes when I'm driving the car. And I tell people, I said, that's because I'm looking in the mirror, not in front of me. But uh, I'll look in that side mirror until that car gets into, like right into that side mirror. And then I can see a next gen that I wear, which gives me almost full 90 degrees. So I'm mean, I'll swivel over and, 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 and be looking at that depending on the closing rate. Like, I mean, I've run cars that run six O's at two thirty against my seven forty, 
Yeah, so, by the time you see that, it's over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Specific to Elite once more, having been a, a longtime member at this point, and I realize that this is like a baited question, but if you could select one specific thing, what's your favorite part about the community? I got two favorite parts. We'll allow two. Okay. The, the practice-free challenges, I'll be honest, I don't do them all the time, but I feel bad when I don't do them. So kind of the, the group holding each other accountable for the practice-free stuff and, and just putting out different, different ideas. Actually, I've, there was one here that came, I can't remember who put that practice tree challenge up, but it was basically run two time trials or timed hits, so two hits, and then go away, and then come back, and run first round, and then go away, and then come back. So I've been using that one. So I'll come into the office in the morning, hit the tree twice within an hour, and then I won't touch it till after lunch, and then I'll try and run a 10-round race. I found that, like, just the different ideas on the practice tree are, are one of my favorite things. I also like how easy it is to be able to throw something up, a question or uh, a query about something, or even, I don't even, like, I answer a lot of people's, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you know, I know the race pack one is a big one, right? You know, well, what do you do when you, when you look at your race pack and what are you looking at? And so, you know, I'll, I'll answer those, those feeds or whatever. So the ability to be able to have a group of people that, uh, I mean, with, with that many people, you're going to have at least one or two people that know the answer, right? So uh, being able to, to reach out to so many racers, you know, on Facebook and, and get an answer on Monday afternoon, like, yeah, sure. You can get an answer at the racetrack anytime. There's lots of racers there. But when you're in your shop on Wednesday and you're like, man, the car's rocking. And I don't know why when I set the trans brake, the car's moving back and forth, you know, you can get all kinds of answers online right away. So that's one of my favorite yeah, and I think that's a, a part of the value that's difficult to explain until you're part of it because it's not just that members have access to Justin Lamb and Kevin Brandon and myself. It's having that community of 300 plus, like, I don't want to say like-minded because that kind of leads toward groupthink and that's not what Elite is at all, but racers that are going through a lot of the same struggles that you are, that are have the same you know overarching goals, and we all just want to grow together and help one another and that that aspect of the community is it's difficult to really understand until you're a part of it but i agree completely yeah we you know we in edmonton specifically there's uh like i was one of the first the first guys in my area to, to jump on that we lead and now uh, every week i or you know every time there's a, a new entrance i look and i'm like oh no not another one of the dragster guys in edmonton they're on elite now <laughs> this is going to make my my job more difficult now but no I, everybody that's joined like it's, you kind of wear it as a badge of honor at the racetrack. Like I wear my jacket that I got and people are like, Hey, what's that all about? And I want to ask you about elite and uh, it's a neat deal. hundred percent. Awesome, man. Well, we greatly appreciate your presence and what you contribute to the community. We're tickled to death to be a small part of your continued success. And I really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to join us here today. Thanks, James. All right, joining me now, uh, another long time member of this is Bracket Racing Elite. This is one Jeff Rigney. Jeff, let me put this in a, in a way like I don't I don't mean to uh, diminish you at all, Jeff. Like you're one of the one of the bigger personalities, like one of the better characters we have in This Is Bracket Racing. Is that fair? <laughs> I, I hope that's a compliment. But, uh, I meant it I'll, as one. I'll go so with I hope that. it was yeah. taken as one. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, for uh, for our listeners that may not be familiar with you, uh, 
what part of the country is uh, is your racing contested in and what type of racing do you do test a little bit car stuff like that okay i I live in Dalton, Georgia, which is in northwest Georgia, which we're central to East Tennessee, North Alabama, seven hours from I-57, in fact. But we eighth-mile bracket race is what we do. It's what I do mainly, yes. With a four-link drag strip, correct? Yes, sir. It's a 02 Spitzer with a 565 on it, and it's when she's on, she's deadly. The only problem with that car is that spot between the seat and the steering wheel. I understand. I got two of them just the same way. <laughs> and your uh, your combination, you're uh, like four nineties typically eighth mile. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Or it, it's gone to eighty nine in really really good weather, but that's we adjusted the tune and it really repeats in this combination right now better than in the heat or the cool right now. So we found it. So I don't screwdriver it to death. So bag Joey Hessling. From APD dialed me in, even though it's a Rupert Carb. He did got me on on got me settled in for that, and it's she's, she's printing. It is what he does, no question. And uh, you are just to clarify, basically, you guys just do eighth mile bracket racing exclusively, and your home track is down in Brainerd, not Minnesota Brainerd. Yes. Is that Georgia or Tennessee Brainerd? One of the two. It's actually Ringo, Georgia. Right. It's a Brainerd Motorsports Park run by Steve um, Fairhope. It's a great track. It's, you know, they always say, oh, if you can win at this track, you can win at any. I've had people from out of state tell us, yes, that's very true. It's, it's pretty, pretty competitive. Yeah. I haven't been since they redid everything. I hear it's a pretty nice place now, but I have been there. It is very nice. I mean, whenever you got Johnny LaBoose beating up on you and then Ron Lane and this, God, you know, who's, who's next? Jeff Ruck shows up sometimes. It's not a lightweight bunch, no doubt. Jeff, if you can take me back a little bit in your racing progression, because you you come from a foot brake background. You haven't had the dragster all that long, correct? No, sir. Yes, this is my third year in the dragster. Uh, foot brake. Well, in the beginning, there was no delay box, so it was pro or modified, but that was defined by your ET. Like I think uh, zero to six forty nine was pro, six forty nine to seven ninety nine was modified, and then from 849 or something it was street so i was i fell into the modified bunch but yeah we all foot braked in the beginning so your racing history goes way back but still at the same time you're still relatively new to what you're doing in the drag strip absolutely yes if you can think back because you've been a member of elite for over a year now i believe but if you can think back to prior to joining our community and tell us one area maybe that you could pinpoint that you struggled in prior to joining elite oh that's easy jeff verdi impressed the the hound out of me so i after his 2016 season i'm like golly one dude i've never even heard of until now and now he's household name and i thought man if he can win you know the spring fling million and then come and win the million in montgomery i'm like man that is not that's a heck of a career much less a, a season no doubt and uh, that really pushed me because we were always, you know, the footbreakers were like, well, well, we're here. We have a good time. We're, we're competitive enough. And then I realized, no, we're not, we're not even close. I mean, your goal is to win the track championship at Brandon. Okay, great. You did that. But with all the top, the top of money out there, you got to give it a try. You can't just sit back and watch. And that's what my first year in the dragster, 
was like a monkey in a football. I swear. I mean, I, I learned every single day. Thanks for keeping I mean, that clean for us here on the podcast, Jeff. That's good. Well, that's what I tried to do. I know Jed is listening, but um, I didn't know what I was doing. And Matt Grayson, a uh, elite member, because he was he was watching me. He said, Jeff, I've always luckily I've been able to leave pretty successfully. Just on the other end was a whole new world to me, going at that speed, and just all of the different things that could happen and how many ways you can beat yourself. And I've seen, I don't know of all of them, but I've seen a lot. And Matt recommended, this is Bracket Racing Elite to me. He said, this will help get you honed in. And it has done that. How specifically has that portion of your game evolved since joining Elite? Oh, it's improved immensely because of the videos and the, the reading tutorials or the written tutorials and the videos and stuff, but it all really fell into place at Elite Fest, and that was like, wow. I mean, I think I got five years of experience in two days. I really do. I mean, you know, we had our, our class day and then the track day, and then we had the five grander and I-57. I went out there, and I was as confident as Scotty Richards or you or Verdi or Somebody named Williams, you know, I mean, you know, I thought, man, I'm, I'm a king of the world right now. I got this. Only one can beat me is me. And I, I was successful, but my confidence has just grown. It's like, it's not, what do I do next? It's, this is what I do next. Awesome. And, and it's really helped me uh, keep things in perspective. And it's taught me to think slower and let the race come to me. And I can see it. In the beginning, it was kind of like shooting me out of a gun. Now it's like, okay, I can see this. I'm, he's here. I'm gaining on him. I think I got him. Or I'm pretty sure I got him because I should be here right there. And now I'll start to kill it. And I'll take just a little. And it works sometimes. People say that that quote-unquote slowing down, you know, slowing down the race in your mind, which is crucially mm-hmm. important. People think that that's just strictly a result of seat time. What you're saying, like, there's another component to it. And that's what I try to harp through is it's you can make all the laps down the racetrack you want until you know exactly what it is that you're trying to accomplish. I don't want to say, like, just making laps is useless, but there is a limit to how far you can go until you really sit back and try to say, this is what I'm trying to do and this is what actually happened. Exactly, exactly. And the way you... KB and Justin and Tammy and Chris Whitfield and everyone you've had on have, have given us different versions of it or different ways of thinking and different ways to anticipate. And something I was guilty of before Elite, I didn't have a strategy. Mm-hmm. I would go up, I'd dial, okay, I'm, I want a 97 with an 8, so I'll dial in on, you know, I'll, I'll dial a 96 and I'll just drive it out. Well, no, that doesn't always work. I mean, if you're good up front, maybe, but, you know, if he's holding 10 and, you know, he's coming up on you, you know, you know, he's, he's ripping the gas and he's like, he hadn't got to me yet. And I'm like, how does this happen? You know? And I'm like, he's not going to catch me. And then I dump and boom, they take the strike. So yeah, uh, those scenarios are making sense now when before I'm like, well, what are they doing? You know, no, they're not playing games. That's their plan. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? 
you alluded to Elite Fest earlier, and uh, we had Neil Hale on a little while ago, another member that came to Elite Fest. So we discussed it briefly. For those of you that missed it, Elite Fest was a, a live event that we we did that was available exclusively to This Is Bracket Racing Elite members. Obviously, there was a little bit of an, an additional charge to cover the track rental and ambulance and things like that. But uh, about 20 of our members took advantage of it. Jeff was one of those members. And as I mentioned with, with Neil earlier, the structure of that was was a little bit unique to any, you know, like driving school that I'd put on before. And it seemed to be uh, universally uh, well-received by the members that were in attendance. Talk a little bit about your Elite Fest experience, Jeff. You drove a long way to come up here. I did, and it was worth every penny and every mile. It was probably one of the – I think, and I've told many, that this is Bracket Racing Elite is the best investment you can make for your racing program. And Elite Fest was above and beyond. I mean, yeah, we paid a little bit for, more for it, but we got tons out of it. I really regret that a lot of folks, you know, there'll be other opportunities, but you could not have asked for a better group to have a, a seminar or a class day, race day with than that bunch. I mean, honestly, I've been to, oh gosh, dozens of seminars for work-related and stuff, but this is the one one was the only one that I've ever won. I I wanted to go and I paid for it and and I got the most out of it. I was just amazed by it all because, like I said, I I think I got five years experience in that weekend because you, I was in your group, you got me so far out of my comfort zone and got me out of everything that I have always done. Where like there was one scenario, you had me running a six forty car, but you, you never died. Never dialed up two tenths before, did you? Yes, yes. <laughs> I've never done that, but since then I had to I had to go into a race blind because I didn't make it for time trials or run for the money. So I said, "Well, I know the car run five twenty five, so eh, I, I dialed it in. <laughs> I got a three hundred foot. I got numbers from sixty three to three thirty. So I'm like, okay, I could do this now." That's you know, awesome. I, I need to hear more on that story at another time. Oh, God. Yeah, that guy thought I was crazy. Just keep keeping a wheel on him, you know, and whomping it and everything. He just thought, man, you just lost your, because everybody knew I was faster than that. They're like, oh, Jeff, you're holding it. Tell me, you're over 25. I said, yeah, I just thought I'd try something new, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know, you've been practicing that move. <laughs> yes, literally. And, and I could do the run completion, so I figured out what, and I knew what the car was going to do, should have done. And I trusted it with the run completion formula that you provided us. And I dialed and I went, I went like dead two next round. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part. Like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. That's the coolest part about elite from my perspective. And, I, and I, I think I can reiterate with Kevin and Justin is just the ability to walk through this stuff, basically hand in hand with members like yourself and see the benefits and the improvement along the way it's awesome and uh just tickled to death to have you part of the community and for joining us today i'll let you close just briefly you've shared so much but to specifically to listeners that on the fence about elite uh, you know thinking about joining like what specifically what's your favorite part of the community that you probably may not have even realized was available to you before joining the interaction with one another members and with coaches and leaders has been a lot more than I ever imagined. It's been great. Like if I got a question, I can contact you, KB, Justin, anybody. I mean, you know, just shoot a text, email or something and you get feedback because 
it's not of question of not knowing. It's not knowing how, or it's honestly, it's like a family atmosphere because we compete, we rag each other, but we also uh, support one another. And it's, it's a family, you know, that's what family is. They love you. They give you help, but they love you. And when you do well, they'll praise you. When you screw up, <laughs> you'll know. And mm-hmm. it's like your accountability too. You know, like, okay, why did you do that? Well, I, I don't know. I had a brain fart. Well, you know, those happen. Just work on this, try this. Or if someone has a question, like knowing it was aimed at you or KB or Jordan or any, any of the others, a lot of us will throw our two cents in. I know I'm guilty of that, but and I'm just, just trying to be helpful and, it's a, like a family atmosphere. You know, we support each other and you're, we're not alone. And if we go to a track and there's another elite member, we definitely come together because I've, mm-hmm. I've had that happen already. And it's like, okay, it's us against them. And then we'll, we'll have the split, the split would be good. <laughs> you know, you brought up two really impactful words there. And I never, I don't know that I've ever really thought about it through that lens, but the words that you used were accountability and love. And I don't think, in a healthy relationship, I don't think you can have one without the other, either no. either direction. And uh, and I think that is that is the culture within the Cisbracket Racing Elite, without question. Jeff, man, thank you again for your time, and uh, thank you for being a part of Elite. And just on behalf of everybody there, man, just ex- so excited to be uh, a small part of your growth and success. It's fun to watch. And uh, it's it's definitely fun having you within the group. I, I absolutely meant the uh, the character comment with the best of intentions. I was taken that way. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure, and thank you for having me. And I look forward to talking to you guys again in October after the million. That's right. We'll have you on after the million, right? We always interview the winner. I'll have that new car, and I'll have that big check. <laughs> I like it. Sounds good, my friend. All right. Take care, Jeff. All right, quick break for a few words from our sponsors that make the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast possible before we jump back in with a couple more conversations with two Illinois-based, this is Bracket Racing Elite members, one Jim Oliver from Northern Illinois and Mr. Neil Hale from my area down here in Southern Illinois. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available. Subscribe. And you can do that on Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. The IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular's next stop is in Ferris, Texas at Extreme Raceway Park, bringing a $1,200 Saturday to win and a $2,000 Sunday to win in Pro and Super Pro. Along with that terrific value, the Summit Sportsman Spectacular will also feature Street, Juniors, and Quick 16. There will be round prizes, IHRA member bonuses, and Ironman trophies for Pro, Super Pro, and Juniors. Come on out to Extreme Raceway Park, July the 26th to the 28th, to see what all Summit Sportsman Spectacular is about. All right, joined now by, uh, I believe, one of our charter members in, uh, in This Is Bracket Racing Elite. Been with us since day one. This is Jim Oliver. Jim, 
I'll let you introduce yourself, tell a little bit about where you're from and how your racing has progressed into, into what it is today. I'm from just south of Chicago, and uh, I race uh, mostly Joliet and uh, Byron, and I race at uh, US 41. I race wherever I can. Whoever's got a bracket race that weekend, I'm headed there. <laughs> sure, sure. And your racing background goes back to a lot of no-box racing, correct? Yeah, I have a 66 Chevy Nova, and uh, I used to race that in the no-box category, and just fart around with testing tunes and whatnot. And uh, the car progressed and it got to be faster than what the local tracks would let me run in the no box. So they made me transfer over into the box category. And I've been racing in the box category for the last 10 years. That is a beautiful Chevy too, by the way. How long have you owned that car? Probably close to 20 years now. It's been a progression. <laughs> sure, sure. Most of them are. <laughs> if you can think back, because like I mentioned earlier, you were one of the charter members of Elite when we launched this thing back in 2016. But if you can think back to that time frame, is there anything that stands out in your mind that like an area of racing that you struggled with prior to joining the community? My reaction times. My reaction times were horrible when I started Elite. And part of the reason I was horrible with the reaction times I realized through Elite was because I wasn't calm in the car. I was nervous. And now, after being in Elite and learning and hearing from you and the rest of the group, I've learned how to be calm. And I can line up in next to the, the local hitter in the, my local track now, and he doesn't rattle my cage. I'm cool in the car, and I'm confident that I'm going to give him a race when this is when it's all said and done. If he's going to beat me, he's going to earn it. Confident in your abilities, give us a give us a little bit of inside baseball there. Like, what are some of the the things within Elite that help cultivate that? The trainings and uh, the live sessions just used to be you, and now it's you, Luke, and Kevin. You can ask you guys anything, you know. And uh, I feel I'm getting the the answers that exactly what you guys do. And I know I am. I, I've seen you race, and I know that you are telling us what you're doing exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's no other way to do it, you know. <laughs> the uh, at least in my mind, I know um, you've shared with me. Most of our listeners are probably aware. It's just really within 2019 that we brought Justin Lamb into the fold, and uh, he's kind of spearheaded the bottom bulb and door car side of our community, both from a, a mental aspect, uh, you know, how to hit the tree on the bottom aspect. And, and from, in your case, I think more specifically, a technical aspect in, in race car right. setup and yeah. door car suspension and, and all of the variables that go along with it. I know you've told me like how big of a, an asset that has been to your program, but speak a little bit to someone that's been in the group for a long time, seen it evolve, like how beneficial has it been to be able to pick the brain of Justin Lamb? It's priceless because for the price of Elite and what it would cost you to run your car down the racetrack and the entry fees, he's given me the information and I am ahead of the curve with that. And just recently, he's, he's put out videos in regards to race pack O2 sensors and how to read them and what to look for. He's talked about suspensions and he's talked about car setup. Where else are you going to get that information from? like that from a, a multi-time world champion? And uh, he tells us how it is. And it's, the, the information is priceless. 
<laughs> he does tell it how it is, whether you want to hear it or not. That's probably my favorite part about Justin's presentations, without question. I don't know if you can sum this up because you're one of our star members. Like I said, I've been with us since day one. I think have, um, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Like I always feel like that most improved moniker. I mean, it's just like somebody telling you that you sucked back in the day. But I can, I can see <laughs> you're one that like, I can see your visual progress over the last three years. And I know that's rewarding to you. It's rewarding to us as well. If you can pinpoint one specific facet, like what would you say your favorite part of This Is Bracket Racing Elite is? The resources of Elite, be it the, the live sessions where you guys are an, question and answer. So you can ask any question you want and you guys are going to answer with how you guys do things. To the rest of the Elite community, you know, if you, you have a car problem, you're not the only one that's had that problem. And somebody else has seen it and we're all on the same page and we're all trying to be better and we're all willing to help each other. Even with buying the right parts, I've changed my car because of Elite, because with carburetors and batteries and Elite leads me into the right pieces to buy. What other people are running, they're telling us and it's priceless to me. Elite gave me the ability to get me my first win. I'm very grateful to Elite for that because uh, I don't think I would have gotten that first win without Elite. That's awesome. And from that, like you're having an impressive season front to back here in 2019, right? I think so. If you're going to beat me, I, I think that you're going to earn it. <laughs> <laughs> no question. So, Jim, uh, it's awesome. Thank you for your belief in what we're doing with an elite since day one. Thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast and share some of that with us. And just on behalf of Justin and Kevin and everybody involved with an elite, like it is so cool to just be a small part of your continued growth and success. It's fun watching you, man. So we appreciate everything that you do. I, I appreciate you letting me be a part of the league. And thank you. Thanks awesome. for what you do. Cool. Thank you, Jim. All right. I am joined now by This Is Bracket Racing Elite member, Neil Hale. Neil, for our listeners that aren't familiar with your racing, could you just tell me a little bit about your racing program in general, where you're from, what you're driving, how long you've been around the sport, etc. Uh, well, my name is Neil Hale. I am originally from Marion, Illinois, but I, I live with my wife and my two twin boys in El Dorado, Illinois now. And I drive a, a 2000 S10 extended cab. Uh, it looks like a pro stock, but it's not. It's actually a steel body S10. We mainly run super pro on just bracket races like Saturday nights. And then we we were starting to dab into a little bit of 489 index on the heads up side and some 5.0 stuff. I've been around racing since I was 16 years old with my dad. My dad got out of racing, but that's how he met my mom. And then they got married. But uh, uh, my dad owns a big independent automotive shop in Marion. So most of his mechanics race. So I was always around it up there at I-57 uh, and over at Harrisburg at Excel Quarter. And then actually my racing started in the mud. I actually started doing 300 foot mud racing. And that's where my dad and I started and they actually did bracket racing, but it was, it was four wheel drive, 300 foot. And then my dad was basically tired of me, me mudding up all of his wash bay with mud. So we decided to switch from mud to the asphalt and concrete. And we started there, it would have been 2010. And I started out on foot brake and basically I wasn't any successful at foot brake whatsoever. And I had an older racer tell me, to try a box and he said you either love it or hate it and 
We haven't had a lot of success in the winter circle, but I feel like like my success in in the Super Pro is a whole lot more successful than like on the footbrake side. So so we started that then, and basically uh, that's really about it. I mean, we don't. I mean, I've won six events like since I started in Super Pro, and that would have been in 2014. I haven't won any big money bracket races besides the $2,500 one. We used to run about 300 passes a year, and it would have been two and a half years ago we had our kids, so that slowed down tremendously. And We run, you know, probably roughly around 100 to 120 passes a year. Yeah, I know. I can uh, attest to the slowdown. I, I feel what you're t- saying there. I didn't realize the uh, the bud background. I learned something new just yep. talking to you here, so that's cool. Your current combination, your S10, what does it run in bracket trim? It runs in bracket trim, it runs 533 to 537. And then, I mean, it, it has been as fast as a 491, but it's not consistent. But on bracket trim on Super Pro, uh, it's 533 to 537. Yeah. And then you get after it pretty good to run some of the, what is it, 499 heads up stuff around here? Yeah. 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 We spray anywhere from, from 150 to 300. And I have not uh, done my homework enough on that to feel comfortable with it. You've been a member of This Is Bracket Racing Elite for close to a year now, correct? Yes. Yep. Can you share with us maybe one area of your racing program that you feel like you struggled with prior to joining Elite? Yes, and it has been totally turned uh, like a 180 since I joined This Is Bracket Racing Elite, and it was confidence. It was confidence on starting at the trailer to the starting line, to basically just confidence all the way around on a race day. I would have five or six great rounds and then I turn around and have a real bad round. And then it's like I was in a slump and, and I just, I couldn't get out of it. And I mean, by watching you guys and doing the trainings and everything else, it has built my confidence up so much, especially on the starting line. I mean, it's tremendous. It just really is. When you say lack of confidence, you mean more as a, you know, mentally as a driver, not so much. You've always had confidence in your equipment, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was always a good thing. I mean, my dad has always beat maintenance into into my head and stuff. And I mean, maintenance and, and just consistency. And I've always been 100% like good with my equipment. It was just, it was just me. It was just, it was one of those, I would be intimidated by the guy next to me. I'd be intimidated by by just anything and i mean it's really come around since i joined you were neil one of the uh, elite members that took advantage of our first annual elite fest we hosted it here at my home track your home track too i believe at i-57 drags yep. it was open to, to every this is bracket racing elite member about 20 of you guys that were actually able to attend that it worked out logistically for for those listening that obviously weren't a part of that. Can you tell us just a little bit about the Elite Fest experience? Yeah, yes. Uh, like I signed up for Elite Fest, granted, because it was close in our home track. And the experience uh, all in general was phenomenal. Uh, I know the weather had us flip-flopped on the days, but I don't think that had any effect on like the genre of the thing. But the classroom was really good. And and especially being in the open room with everybody coming up and you doing the Q&A with them, that was good. I learned a lot there on every side from suspension to fuel to, to starting line, the finish line. And then, you know, day two going to the track, that was, uh, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I never once thought that Matt Tennant would completely tear the hole back into my truck down and be sitting in the pits <laughs> at I-57 <laughs> with the four-wheeling plan on the ground and everything else. And him just tell me to walk away. He's got this. And I mean, he did. It was amazing that, I mean, he took 
an already, I thought, a consistent truck and even made it, I mean, I mean, even more consistent in seven passes that day after he worked on it, I think it moved six foul. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. is the race car whisperer without question. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, even like everybody, like Chris jumping in, uh, like my hand position on the button, and then KB coming up there and telling me, hey, man, you know, try bumping in instead of rolling. And it's just all that, it's just all you guys that, that I look up to, and I mean, I call you guys, I mean, the professionals, you know, I mean, you guys coming and doing one-on-one with everybody, it was phenomenal. Yeah, and just for those of you listening, trying to follow along, what we tried to do with Elite Fest, I mean, it, was, it was only open to our This Is Bracket Racing Elite members. Obviously, there was an additional charge because we're talking track rental ambulance, things like that. But what we did was kind of outside the scope of what would typically be included in a, in a driving school. Like we had, as Neil alluded to, a, a classroom day and we had an on-track day. But it wasn't just like myself and or Kevin Brannon leading the, the way. We were there, uh, as was uh, one of our guest instructors you mentioned, Chris Whitfield. We also enlisted a handful of industry experts for that first uh, Elite Fest. It was Joey Hessling from APD. It was Andy Anderson from Huntsville Engine. It was Matt Tinnen from Tinnen Racing Suspensions. And basically, we gave each of our attendees, Neil included, the opportunity to work a one-on-one specifically with one of those quote-unquote experts, but we all kind of pitched in along the way. So for Neil, it was work with the suspension and working directly with Matt Tinnon. They made unbelievable strides over the course of, of one day. But as he said, just the opportunity to, to gain bits and pieces of information from this wealth of knowledge in one place over two days, it was pretty special. And it was something that we're going to incorporate into our This Is Bracket Racing Elite program on at least an annual basis and try to move it around from geographically so that each of our members at some point throughout the years get the opportunity to attend relatively close to home. Neil, uh, I'll let you close this up. And uh, you may have already kind of answered this question, but a year into um, This Is Bracket Racing Elite, what is your favorite part or the most beneficial part to you about our community? Basically, I guess in a nutshell, that everybody's like a family, if that makes any sense. It's like, it's like anywhere on the website or, I mean, the trainings are good. But I mean, if you have a question and I mean, you put it online, I have never put a question on there to where I haven't got many opinions or even answers. And I mean, everybody's so nice. And, and I mean, it seems like you can trust everybody. And I mean, uh, like to me that that is a hundred percent i mean it feels like like i had a question about tires and i mean within three to four hours i had like 25 comments on guys telling me hey man this worked and it's just nice to have that knowledge and that family out there where you can you can ask a question and i mean everybody just chips in yeah no question neil man thank you a for for being a member of this is bracket racing elite and being a part of our community. We're proud to have you. And B, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to uh, to share with us here on the podcast. I really appreciate you, buddy. No problem. Thanks for asking me, Luke. All right. So you have heard from James, from Jeff, from Jim, and from Neil. And as you can tell, they've all grown immensely as racers over the course of the last couple of years. I want you to experience that same feeling. I want you to be the best version of yourself on the racetrack. You can do it. You deserve it. And I think we can help. 
listen, no false advertising, right? This isn't going to happen overnight. It's not like you're going to join This Is Bracket Racing Elite today and win tomorrow, and it's all going to be because of some magic potion that we instilled in you. And I can't do it for you. Like the racers that you just heard from, they're having success because they've put in the work. Our unique membership community, This Is Bracket Racing Elite, has not only been their guide, but we're happy to have walked with these members each step of the way along this journey and will continue to do so. Now, as I mentioned earlier, in This Is Bracket Racing Elite has recently reopened. We're currently accepting new members for a short period of time. I say currently, I guess it depends on when you are listening to this. The doors swing open Friday, July 26th, and open enrollment will extend through Saturday, August 3rd, so a week and a day. Now, in today's episode, you've heard the struggles of some of our members. I'm going to go way out on a limb And I'm going to assume that you have struggles of your own as a racer. Rest assured, you are not alone. Within the This Is Bracket Racing Elite community, one of the most critical and beneficial aspects is the community itself, right? It's comprised of more than 300 racers, just like me, just like you, sharing similar goals, facing similar roadblocks in the pursuit of those goals. Now, what you get as a member of our community, three things. Number one, knowledge from Justin Lamb, from Kevin Brannon, from myself. We've combined for nine major world championships. We understand your struggles because we've been there. We've lived it. And now we're openly sharing our experiences and our understanding with the elite community. But elite is far more than us. The second thing that you get as an elite member is community, right? 300 plus racers to bounce ideas off of, to share wins and struggles, and to realize that you're not a train wreck because you made this mistake or because you think this certain way. We're more alike then you realize. And this group reinforces that it's not weird to struggle. Like you're not a failure because you're not double O take double O every freaking round. Okay. And the third thing that members get from this is bracket racing elite. And you heard it from James and Jim and Jeff and Neil is accountability. When this community, like, it does make us realize, as I just said, that we're all flawed. At the same time, it also provides the unique opportunity to grow, both independently and together as a group, to become the best version of yourself on the racetrack. That's what I want for you. That's what Kevin wants for you. That's what Justin wants for you. That's what our entire community wants for you. And as a group, we will push you providing the accountability that is such a huge catalyst for the success that we're after. Now, let's be clear here. This is not about tricking yourself. This is not about some hack. This is not an overnight thing. And it's not about being perfect. It's about being the best version of yourself, minimizing mistakes, and pushing 
that quote unquote best version of yourself to new heights. Because while that's what we should always be striving for, that best version of us, that should always be a moving target in one direction, up. You'll never be perfect, but you should be a little bit better tomorrow than you were yesterday. That's all we can strive for, and we can help with that. And it is realistic. It's more doable than you think. So I'll close with this. I just want you, wherever you are listening to this show today, to just take a minute, take a breath, and imagine the best version of yourself pulling into the stage beams for the next round. Feel that confidence. Feel the control, the presence in having a complete understanding of not only our game, but your specific abilities within it. Because it's that understanding that will allow you to execute to the best of your ability. In this day and age, our game, it's high stakes and the margin for error is razor thin. You're all in. That's why you're listening to this. You're all in financially. You're all in emotionally. You're all in mentally. You're all in physically. You deserve to reap the rewards from that investment. And This Is Bracket Racing Elite can help you do just that. Learn more and join again starting Friday at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Banging on the door, bump, bump, bump until I get it in. Attitude like I am already winning in. Foot breaking in anything. Bottom bobbing for pretend. I'm rolling in the cutty switching feet like Terry Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss or at least reference This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer, led by knowledgeable professionals. Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors, and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is, at each event, there are 100 plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.